RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. A deputy to the National People's Congress urges the government to reduce the number of diplomats who are exempted from quarantine. The head of the Medical Association calls on people to get their flu shots as usual, despite the fact that everyone is still wearing a mask. And the mainland's economy expands at a slower-than-expected pace of 4.9% year-on-year in the third quarter. A deputy to the National People's Congress, Michael Teen, has called on the government to tighten its quarantine exemption system for diplomats, saying this could be key to reopening the border with the mainland. He said the government should at least look at narrowing the exemption to the Consul General and his or her deputy, plus one more staff member, rather than covering every member of staff. Mr Teen made the suggestion after a Russian diplomat was confirmed with COVID-19 over the weekend, triggering a lockdown of his residential building. The head of the Medical Association says it's important for people to get their seasonal flu vaccination despite admitting that the risk of a flu epidemic was low as everyone was wearing masks. Dr Choi Keen said the risk of death was much higher and the symptoms of pneumonia much more severe if a patient contracted both flu and COVID-19 at the same time. But he said the current health measures in the community meant the risk of this happening was low. The risk of death will be much higher. The mainland economy has expanded at a slower-than-expected pace of 4.9% year-on-year in the third quarter as the country grappled with power shortages and a struggling property sector. The July to September figure had further decelerated from a 7.9% growth logged in the previous three-month period. A spokesman for the National Bureau of Statistics, Fu Linghui, said through an interpreter that the world's second-largest economy is still on track to meet its annual growth target of 6%, despite challenges in the third quarter. Continued spread of COVID-19, moderation of world economic recovery, price hikes of commodities in the international market, and flooding and sporadic COVID outbreaks in certain parts of China, we've seen some pressure in economic transition and adjustment. Major macro indicators are within an appropriate range. Employment are generally stable. Livelihood continues to improve. The structure continues to get better. And uh, the quality and performance is rising. That has laid a solid foundation for meeting the targets for the whole year. Societe Generale's greater China economist Michelle Lam says she expects the Chinese economy to see an even slower growth this fourth quarter. The slowdown in the property sector, as you've seen what happened to some default situation of the major developers recently, and also we have a very serious electricity shortage in September. So these are also the reasons that I think will continue to be an issue over the coming months. So that also implies that the, um, the outlook for the fourth quarter may not be as bright as we are thinking before. The Consumer Council says all of the 60 biscuit samples it tested contain substances that could cause cancer. The watchdog says since the contaminants are produced during food processing, it's calling on manufacturers to review their formulas and raw materials to improve their products. According to the study, over 75% of the samples contain three types of carcinogens, such as glycidol and acrylamide, while one product contained only one contaminant. The council's chief executive is Gilly Wong. 
if you can uh, select more healthier choices uh, in uh, making all these um, different kind of biscuits, um, possibly um, according to the test finding already, that you can minimize the um, contaminants as far as possible. Right now, um, the findings for this time is not that ideal. So when consumers, um, you want to enjoy biscuits because many people find it very convenient and um, and very tasty, uh, really be mindful about the contaminants level. And the consumer watchdog says it's received far fewer complaints over the use of consumer vouchers after the second instalment was given out earlier this month. Only 31 so far, compared with over 300 cases after the first instalment was distributed in August. However, the Consumer Council's Chief Executive, Gilly Wong, said a majority of the 31 cases are related to disputes between consumers and shops. With all the lessons learned from the uh, first batch, um, especially um, the transfer of the uh, consumption voucher is getting uh, very smooth, um, so there are much less uh, problem. But out of the uh, 31 cases, we still received seven cases related to the platform. For the rest, it is related to uh, traders' dispute. Um, for example, the situation of uh, surcharge uh, and also the situation of a uh, minimum spending um, amount uh, still exist um, on a sporadic basis. So we will continue to follow up with the platform. Turning overseas, at least 26 people have been killed and dozens are missing following severe flooding and landslides in the southern Indian state of Kerala. Days of heavy rain have swollen rivers, washing entire homes away. The Army, Navy and Air Force are assisting with flood relief and rescue operations. This resident said she'd lost everything. The hill near us collapsed in a landslide. There has been a lot of damage and loss. The house has gone. Children have gone. All that has happened. The water entered our homes. That's when they moved us. The Spanish Prime Minister has pledged to outlaw prostitution in the country. Addressing his Socialist Party's Congress in Valencia, Pedro Sánchez received a standing ovation when he made the announcement. We will make progress by abolishing prostitution, which enslaves women in our country. That is our commitment, to move towards the Spain that we want and deserve. He said the party would draw up legislation which sought to ban it and punish those who profited from it, including clients. Prostitution was decriminalised in Spain in 1995 and since then has boomed as an industry. Costa Rica is among five winners of the first ever Earthshot Prizes set up by Queen Elizabeth's grandson, Prince William, to reward people trying to save the planet. The Central American country won for a scheme launched to restore natural ecosystems. Another prize was given to a company that grows coral in the Bahamas. Sam Taisha is one of the founders of Coral Vita. With the Earthshot Prize, we'll now be able to launch massive coral farms in every nation with reefs around the world. At the end of the day, though, our job shouldn't exist. The best thing to do for reefs is to stop killing them. We need our leaders in government, industry and media to solve for climate change and habitat destruction. Failure is not an option, and the cost of inaction is far greater than funding solutions today. Each of the winning entries will receive a million pounds, which is about 1.4 million US dollars. Reports from the United States say the government doesn't know the location of a group of American Christian missionaries and their families 
who were kidnapped in Haiti on Saturday. 16 US citizens and one Canadian were visiting an orphanage when they were abducted by an armed gang. An American organization, Christian Aid Ministries, confirmed that several of its missionaries were taken. Pascal Solage is an activist with the anti-corruption movement No Pap Dumit, which means we don't sleep in Creole. She said gangs were terrorizing people in Haiti. We have kidnapping in all the social groups in the country. Last month, we have more than 20 kidnappings in one day. I have friends who was kidnapped. I have families who was kidnapped. So I am shocked by all the situation of the security of the population who goes with the kidnapping every day. To finance news, the exchange fund has posted an investment loss of 13.2 billion Hong Kong dollars in the three months ending September, as it reported a $26.3 billion loss in the local stock market. In the first three quarters combined, the fund saw an investment loss of $13.8 billion in Hong Kong equities, though investments in other areas means the fund still gained $126 billion in all. The Monetary Authority says changes to regulatory policies in the mainland have impacted the Hang Seng Index, which recorded a drop of almost 15%. Deputy Chief Executive Howard Lee spoke through an interpreter. External markets, mainland economy, etc. all play a very vital role in the equities market. And corrections and policies in the mainland market somewhat affected our local equities market. There is not a single deciding factor. For example, the recent power shortage in the mainland also sparked concern in the local equity market for some sectors. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority's chief executive, Eddie Yu, said it's hard to predict the fund's performance in the fourth quarter, saying it depends on the global economic situation, how the pandemic develops and the outcome of the US Federal Reserve's meeting in November. The market is expecting that there is a chance that the Fed might announce a reduction or tapering of their bond purchases at their next meeting. And the inflation number and the employment number will affect whether they are going to do that and what messages they will bring in terms of their monetary policy stance going forward. What reaction that will bring to the market in general and also to the capital flows coming in and out of Asia in particular, or emerging markets more generally. We will have to watch the developments. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,249. That's 83 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $71 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 114.35 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 15 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 67 cents. To sports now, English Premier League football club Newcastle United have lost their first match under new Saudi Arabian ownership. They were beaten 3-2 by Tottenham. The BBC's John Murray reports from St James's Park. Just before kick-off, Newcastle United's new owners sitting in the director's box were cheered to the rafters. Inside two minutes, Callum Wilson had headed Newcastle in front and it seemed like St James's Park might lift off. But Newcastle blew themselves out and Spurs responded with goals from Ndombele, Kane, his first in the Premier League this season, and Son. And they won comfortably in the end, despite a late dire own goal after Newcastle's substitute Shelby was sent off. It all served to underline how dramatic the Newcastle United transformation is going to have to be. This was the reaction of under pressure Newcastle boss Steve Bruce following his 1000th game in football management. We've been in a relegation battle for the last four years and we probably 
you know, and then we went down in one of them in the six, in the six year ago. So that's nothing new. Of course, you want to get off to a decent start and keep your momentum. But, you know, we've been up against it since I've walked through the door. Victory for Spurs moves them into the top five, four points behind leaders Chelsea. West Ham overcame Everton 1-0 at Goodison Park thanks to a second-half header by Angelo Ogbonna. The win moves West Ham up to seventh in the table. Ogbonna says his first goal of the season came after a lot of practice. We prepare all the set pieces, not just corner. I think we are a really threat. One of the team, even last season, with Thomas, with Mike Antonio, with Deck, with Dawson as well, Lisa as well. When we have the chance, we try our best. We didn't start really well this season as set pieces, but I'm glad that maybe my goal can open other goals. Yeah. In Spain, Barcelona halted their losing streak with a come-from-behind victory over Valencia. Details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Barcelona this evening got a much-needed win for boss Ronald Koeman. They might only be seventh in Spain's La Liga, but are only five points off the top and with the game in hand following a 3-1 victory attempt to Valencia. Teenager Ansu Fati scored in his first league start in nearly a year. Philippe Coutinho got his first goal in 11 months. Sevilla went third level on points with Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid with a 1-0 success over Celta Vigo. And Osasuna made it four teams on 17 points, three off Real Sociedad who were top thanks to a 2-1 success at Villarreal. Real Vallecano defeated Elche 2-1. In baseball, the Atlanta Braves won with a walk-off hit for the second night in a row when Eddie Rosario lined a two-out single off shortstop Corey Sager's glove giving Atlanta a 5-4 victory over the Los Angeles Dodgers and a 2-0 National League Championship Series lead. In Cricket's T20 World Cup, the first associate nation to host the tournament, Oman, got off to a perfect start by beating Papua New Guinea by 10 wickets. Both teams are playing in the World Cup for the first time. Also in Group B, there was a shock as Scotland defeated test-playing nation Bangladesh by six runs. The top two teams in each group go through to the Super 12 in the UAE, where the top-ranked countries join the competition. Playing Group A starts later today with the Netherlands up against Ireland. That's followed by Sri Lanka versus Namibia. In tennis, Cameron Norrie's breakthrough season has reached a high point in the California desert with a 3-6-6-4-6-1 win over Nikolos Basilashvili to become the first Briton to win the ATP Indian Wells title. It's Norrie's second title in his sixth ATP final of the season after winning his maiden crown earlier this year in Los Cabos. Spain's Paula Badosa won the women's crown for only her second WTA title. She defeated the former world number one Victoria Azarenka 7-6-6-2-7-6. To weather forecast, it'll be mainly cloudy with sunny periods and it'll be dry with moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds. The outlook mainly fine tomorrow but cloudier on Wednesday and cooler with a few showers in the latter part of this week. Currently the observatory, the temperature is 26 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity now stands at 63%. And that's the new sports and weather from RTHK. I didn't call Never said SOS Don't even know who I was saving my flair for It's only winter Turning the gas back up I throw my heart in the froze Man on the moon to the day that the summer died I would have phoned you if I'd have known how From Yokohama right back to Candlelock Never knew I was loved There was a shadow
Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the 18th of October is today's date. Thank you. Thank you once again to Phil for the morning brew today. What a great show. I hope you all had a lovely weekend. Great weather to show for it compared to last week. We've got a busy program for you. If you are coping with chronic pain or know someone who's coping with chronic pain, then do stay tuned as we'll be chatting with fitness coach Nathan Solia and we'll be talking about exercising while coping with chronic pain. And we hope to, uh, we hope you can join in uh, the conversation. Feel free to email us 123show at rthk.hk. You can also find us on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And after the 2.30 news, on Trash Talk this week, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Doris Wu, 